everybody, and thanks so much for listening today. Jane and I are so excited about our newest project called the Liberation Project. We are so excited to get this started on November the 1st and are inviting women who really need food freedom forever to join us. If food is constantly a struggle in your life and you feel like you've never been able to break those chains, we would so love for you to join us as we do the deep work into our limiting beliefs and the lies that we continue to tell ourselves and really dig deep into our emotions, our systems and processes that we live in our life and really be able to recreate those, to fix them where they are broken and to do the deep dive into those beliefs and how we can overcome them with new positive beliefs and strategies around our health. We hope you'll join us. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Healthy Discourse. I have one of my favorite and your favorite guests back on the show, my friend Jane Daniel, who is the health coach at Robinhood Integrative Health. And together we've run several programs and we are great friends and people think we're sisters and that's like my favorite thing when that happens. But anyway, Jane is here today and we're going to talk about uh, the background of a new project that we've been working on really for actually we've been talking about this i think all through the whole covid thing like we Mm -hmm. we just kind of started brainstorming and then we're like wait there's something to this oh well what if we what if this what if that and we have birthed what Mm -hmm. we're gonna call the liberation project designed specifically for women who feel enslaved for food with food and our tagline is food freedom forever so Mm -hmm. welcome back jane Hello, I'm happy to be back. Yeah, and so we just wanted to talk today because there are so there are so many things that are not discussed when it comes to women's limiting beliefs and and hang-ups and struggles around food. And we focus so much on the food itself or the fitness or the whatever that we we get so tied to wanting to have new programs thinking we're going to accomplish a new result that's going to be finally lasting and that kind of thing. But what Jane and I realize is that food is not the problem. It's the symptom of so much that's going on in our heads and in our hearts that keeps us enslaved to food even while we're going through the motions working on what we feel is the next best thing. And so our goal through this is to help break those chains that keep women tied to the same behaviors and the same outcomes and the same habits over and over again. You know, you might take breaks from them, but we fall back into the same old thing. You've all, we've all done it and we've all heard it a thousand times. Well, I need to get back on track. I mean, there's so many of those things we say. And so today we just want to give you a glimpse into the things that we feel that as women, we need to dive into how we get to that place that, needs liberation and then how we accomplish liberation and kind of an overview of what we're about to walk women through in this new project and I will share a link if you if you would like to join us you're certainly invited it's going to be a really fun project and you can use that link to check out all of the details if you'd like to join us but let's dig in so we these chains that we build or that we somehow end up with we just wake up one day and we're like why why is this why do I feel this way why do I have this issue why does everyone else have 
why does this seem so easy for everyone else and not me? Like, oh, I'm just the overweight one. All of these things. It starts with experiences. Mm -hmm. Will you talk about that a little bit? Like, what are some of those things that happen to women that just we we take with us? Like, we carry these weights, these chains for so long. Well, I think biologically, we're, we're still here on the planet because <laughs> we always focus on the negative. Mm. And, you know, I, if you think back at childhood experiences and in teens, especially and, and boyfriends or parents, or, um, you just, you see things, someone could say one thing to you and it just, you will remember that negative comment over the tenfold, hundredfold yeah. positive comment. So we just, um, we're just our own worst yeah, and Enemy. we and we adopt those things as our identity. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, and and this is my personal experience too. It's it's not even something I thought or heard about myself, but a, but things that friends would say about their bodies, or mm-hmm. my mom would say about her body. And I'm like, so then you begin to like start comparing. Well, well, what about that? Well, what if? Well, what if that happens? And you know, it becomes such an elevated. We, we, we put it up there almost like a religion mm-hmm. <laughs> as far as our approach to our our um, our body image. I mean, I don't, I don't really like that word because it's so overdone, but but really as mm-hmm. far as, okay, well, this is this is what I am. I'm always gonna have this struggle and we kind of become a victim in that and but then we're constantly fighting it too and it's just like this pool. And it, it, effect, it does, it affects our minds, it affects our hearts as far as um, holding us back from what I feel is God's best for us because we're, we're stuck in these patterns or limiting beliefs about ourselves. And it bleeds into other areas of our lives, especially our relationships with our spouses, maybe our relationship with our kids, with other women, with, you know, any number of things, you know, it, it just it bleeds and it spreads. Right. Yeah. I mean, how many times I've done this, like if I get to this weight or if I do this workout this much, then this will happen. It's Mm. like, if this happens, then this, you know, then I can do this. So focusing just on the daily um, processes. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's, that's one of the things that we are going to, to dive into is what our daily processes are and our and, and and how those make our life system and that might sound complicated and technical but in practice it's very very practical um but you know what what we find is that because of all these things we've just discussed we end up overly focusing on food because we're we don't want to deal with all those other things and so we focus on food instead and it's all out of desire for comfort and control and so this can look different ways so for some women and and my experience and my past was my over focus on food led me to really control what I ate and so you know counting all the things and and this and limiting um, certain foods um, or you know just very much 
being a slave to food, but not because I was overeating it, because mm-hmm. I was undereating it. But it's the same mindset that mm-hmm. leads us to sit in our pantry and finish off the popcorn at night. It's mm-hmm. it's the same. It's this element of control and this element of thinking that this thing is going to make me feel good. So it's that either this con- perceived control I have over my life or over things because I am in control of what I put in my body or the perceived control over our emotions because the perceived, you know, satisfaction that we get out of shoving our faces with popcorn and chocolate. Mm-hmm. So, and they, the but they, cycle of restriction, like I totally was the mm-hmm. restrict from Sunday afternoon to Thursday afternoon uh-huh. and then just all went completely off. <laughs> off the rails. And it's like I, I see so many people that were like, I did so well and then I just completely fell off the wagon and now I can't get back on, you right. know. And and the thing is, you can start back anytime you want yeah. and just to give yourself some grace. That's true. That's true. And and so that's, that's kind of the root of where we want to go with this project is to go backward, figure out, what are those, how did we get here? What are we dealing with right now? And then backtracking to figure out what is the root and core of that? When did this start? How did it start? And why and how am I still applying this to my life now? Mm-hmm. And where are my life processes and systems that, you know, the way that, the way that we do the things that we do. So that's our process. How, where are they broken or stalled or need repair so that I can jump over these barriers that are helping me. And what it isn't, it's not another diet plan or program or um, calorie counting or this or that or avoiding these foods. And, you know, it's not any of that. I, I will say, and for Jane and I myself, like I am in a place of freedom now and it's such a great place to be because there's nothing that is off limits to me. Mm-hmm. And I also, I don't feel like I'm ever under eating, controlling things, counting things. And I also don't feel like I'm ever making myself satisfied with with life through food or overdoing it or having feelings of regret and and why why and shame and why did I do that and why can't I get this right? And I've teetered through both in my past for sure. Mm-hmm. I've been on one and then I've been on the other and finding that middle ground where you really do have freedom from food. It is possible. It is. It is. I mean, every day is just enjoyable and it's yeah. not a stressful time before yeah. me before meals or meeting friends. It's just like you just get to enjoy Yeah. I mean enjoy those and, times. And I'm sure we I'm sure we have women that will listen that have avoided social situations or they've overly stressed about them or they've overly I'm going to get my willpower and I'm going to stay away from the buffet and I'm not going to do that and I'm not going to do this only to then say, oh, well, I guess I'll try again next time. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then the other way too, where, I mean, you just decide, well, it's not worth going because I, I don't trust myself right. around this food, right? And so that level of control that food has over us has got to be broken or we're never actually going to get long-term results. So that's what we're hoping to dive into um, through this. And and what happens is these inward feelings that we have and these beliefs that we have end up expressing themselves in these destructive outward behaviors. So if we don't address what's happening on the inside, then 
the outside. We can get mad at ourselves. We can have all these feelings or whatever. But we're if we don't ever get down deep and dirty into those mm-hmm. old things that have to be addressed, then we're never going to be able to to heal and recover. So, um, anyway, so let's talk about processes because I think that's an important thing. Um, we do have processes and some people live very structured lives and other people live kind of fly by the seat of their pants, right? And there's not one that's right or wrong necessarily. And there are people that are incredibly structured that still have processes that are broken. Mm -hmm. So will you give us a couple of examples of what, what those broken pieces can be? Like, what does that sometimes look like for people? You know, I think like an exercise in the morning, planning, you know, exercise and that gets broken due to a child having to, forgetting something and having to go run and get their lunchbox. Like, mm-hmm. how do you recover? <laughs> I did that this week. <laughs> how do you recover from that? Yeah. You know, so I think it is about, you know, having a process, but then also being flexible to yes. with it. Because like, that's a great example. Like using that example, if if we're looking constantly for knowing that we're going to, our we need to understand that even our best laid plans are going to be interrupted mm-hmm. and, and prepare and plan for those interruptions exactly. and have that kind of plan B in mind and not stress out about it to the point where it makes us do the, you know, work in reverse. So, mm-hmm. okay, well, instead of going to the gym, I'm just going to go through the Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru, mm-hmm. right? But, okay, maybe you can work out tomorrow or later mm-hmm. in the afternoon or whatever. So shifting all of that from what I've always done, right? Mm-hmm. We do, we have a lot of this, I'm just like that and that's just who I am. And that is, you are who you are, but how can we shift these processes and systems into a way that works better for you despite the distractions and the interruptions that inevitably happen in life. So I think that's a great example. Yeah. I think also too, you know, you think about the people that are most successful in the long run with sticking to things. And I'm not talking, this is not necessarily exercise or eating well or weight loss, just whatever, sticking with it. Typically, they are creatures of a regular routine. Mm -hmm. And that's where all of our processes come together to create a system that essentially is our life. And what we don't realize often is the things that get in the way, the obstacles we create for ourselves because our systems and processes are not working well for us, but we just get angry and, you know, versus making, recognizing what's happening and then addressing it to figure out, you know, taking that step back, that pause to be like, hold on. So why does it seem like this is always the position that I'm in? Mm-hmm. I'm always scrambling at the last minute to get the la- the things done because I procrastinate. Well, why do I do that? Mm-hmm. Well, then why do I do that thing? And so that self-introspection is so incredibly important for everything. And it does tie into our relationship with food too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and kind of touching on what you said just a, a, a little bit ago, but we all have the same amount of willpower, you mm-hmm. know, but so many of us make way less decisions in a day than, than other people. So we're able to, due to our system and processes, mm-hmm. 
we can pivot if need be. Yeah. You know, we have what we're in and not have this knock us off of our, our system. Yeah. Um, so it, I will say recently for me, just thankfully, I'm so thankful my, my kids are busy again, um, <laughs> after being hold inside together for several months. But for me, like just having, knowing, having my food ideas planned. Now, again, that can always pivot depending on, but right. having, it's, it's so great to know, yeah. okay, I have that organized and I know what we're going to eat yeah. and I go sometimes freezer diving and grab my meat, but, but it's, it's, yeah. um, it's so, it's been great. For well, me. as an example for that. So like, let's pretend Jane, you know, she's got her lunch plan. She's eating leftovers. She's got some grilled Brussels sprouts and a big old hunk of meat in there and she can't wait to dive in. And then at the last minute we have a free moment to go to lunch together. Well, she can, pivot and do that and Mm -hmm. still not be like well dang now that i'm here i'm gonna load up bring on that burger and fries right now does that mean that she's gonna get like plain baked chicken and broccoli when we go out to lunch absolutely not because we don't roll that way (laughs) (laughs) we want dips and sauces and flavor right hot flavor all the hot bring on the spice (laughs) so there you know it doesn't have to be perfect and you know, a lot of people will talk about, oh, macros work so well for me. Well, there is maybe something to that, but I can promise you one thing. I am not going to be a slave to my phone and be putting in my food and my macros all the mm-hmm. day long every day. That's mm-hmm. not that's not going to work in my life, and it doesn't work for most people's lives. Mm-hmm. Now, does that mean that you don't have a general idea of a system and I'm like, okay, well... This is a serving of protein-ish. This is some veggies. Okay, Mm -hmm. here's a little bit of starch. All right, so are you making that basic calculation in your head? Maybe. But I feel like we tie ourselves so much to it's this thing or nothing. Mm -hmm. And we live in that space in so many areas of our lives that it ends up becoming a disaster. Mm -hmm. And I also mentioned just the idea of clutter, We, as Americans, have so much stuff. And I don't just mean physical stuff, although that's a major problem, too. We add it. Our our schedules are full of stuff. Our lives are full of stuff. Our relationships are full of stuff. (laughs) You know, we, we, our homes are full of stuff. Our kids have too much stuff, and they've got too many things going on. And so... Another really important aspect of this is looking at that. That's the system. All that stuff together Mm -hmm. is the system. And it's made up of a lot of processes. So where is the system so overclogged that I can't pay attention to the important things because I'm always paying attention to urgent things or things I don't like doing and I don't actually care about, but they still fill my schedule. Mm -hmm. And how can we simplify to make less decisions in a day and to help our minds and our and our hearts and our bodies to free up some energy in order to focus on the things that do matter and Mm -hmm. I'm not just talking about food again although of course it plays a role in this but even with the time that you spend with your family you know you can spend all Tuesday evening running around to 16 different practices or you can say you know what we're actually going to not do that and we're going to have really intentional family time Mm -hmm. on Tuesday nights. Mm -hmm. You know, those are choices. Are they easy? No. But does that create simplification? Absolutely. And we don't do that enough where we're prioritizing the things that actually matter to us. 
So. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so let's see. To wrap up, we, we're just so excited to dive into this project together. And it's definitely going to be one of those things that's a deep dive. And we are going to have some basic nutritional things, just like we've talked about today, um, that are going to help guide that we know work well for most people in the way that our bodies ultimately work. We're not going to be counting calories. We're not going to be counting anything. But we're going to have some ways to assess the ways that we're eating and to apply some very simple principles. But that's not the root and meat of this. And we're actually going to be doing it right in the middle of the holiday season because that's the way we roll. Why are we doing that, Jane? <laughs> Again, just that moderation every day is 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 having those treats every day to where you don't have that feeling of, oh, I'm just going to go off the rails between Thanksgiving yeah. and Christmas. You know, we want you to, I, I personally want to really enjoy these times since it was different last year. And um, what's more freeing than to be, you know, to live this lifestyle during the holidays yeah. and not have a January 1st resolution? Yeah. And it's really good to have the background of the societal expectations while we're in the middle of de- doing this deep dive work because it's very easy to notice. And I mean, even in the way that I live now, I really like it's crazy how. You know, Thanksgiving and Christmas roll around, and all of a sudden, I have these random cravings that I never have any other exactly. time of year. <laughs> yes. Like, I don't want chocolate chip cookies ever. So, why is it that that's the only thing I want right now? Does that mean you shouldn't have one? Absolutely not. But like, it is fascinating how these the the marketing, the societal expectations, the fear of missing out, and we're going to dive into all these mindset things, mm-hmm. the situational eating. All of these kinds of things play into the decisions that we make. And then we sit, we're there on, on uh, December 31st and we're like, well, dang, I spent most of the year doing so well. How, how am I sitting here 10 pounds heavier when I thought I was like, and it happens. And so that's, it's going to be really great to be able to practice these principles and pay attention and learn from ourselves during this time where it's so often it is challenging um, and, and practicing together, you know, mm-hmm. that's what I'm excited about. Yeah. I, I want to see y'all's recipes and we'll share recipes yes. and tips for that, you know, 3.30. Yeah. And I need something sweet yeah. uh, that hits and, and how we all kind of navigate through those yeah. those times. Yeah. And community matters. Community and accountability matters. And what I love about this is the accountability is not going to be so much, what did you eat for lunch? And did you have chocolate or not? The accountability is going to be more, where are you in your journey of figuring out why do I do what I do? And pivoting, shifting, building new new processes and systems that work better for the long run, not so that you can have great results during the six weeks that we're together, but that, so you're approaching your life, your relationship to food. And I'm hoping that this is going to be a life enhancing experience for people that it's not just about your food journey, but so much more. Um, Because we're going to we're going to dive into some things that I think we're going to have aha moments that it's like, oh, wait, I do that with food. I do that with this other thing, too. And that's why like this relationship is weird. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we the things we believe about ourselves the ways that we always have done things and so much more. And we're just excited to take that deep dive together. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. So I hope that if nothing else today, you've gleamed a little bit of like, oh, wow, like maybe I should 
think about why I do that thing when, you know, this family member comes in town and I just want to go eat in my pantry. It might be all related, right? Yes. So if nothing else, I hope that you take away a little bit of like, okay, let me think about why I do what I do in this particular situation on a regular basis or why am I always procrastinating things and that kind of thing. Um, ask yourself those questions. It, it can be hard, but and do it with a friend. Be willing to share together. And if this is something you think you want to be a part of, make sure you check out the Liberation Project. We start on November 1st, and um, our first Zoom call will be on November 4th. Oh, this mm-hmm. is all online, all on one platform and on an app, so it's really easy to participate. And uh, Jane and I will be there along with the community the whole, all the way. Mm -hmm. So make sure if you're interested, you jump on there sooner than later because you know that you'll end up forgetting if you're like me. (laughs) Yeah. We hope to see you there. And if you've got any comments or questions, always feel free to send us a message and ask. And we'll do our best to address them in another episode. So have, have a great day and we'll catch you next time. 